Hello, Film Strippers! Welcome to another edition of Film Strippers, the podcast where we talk anything and everything movie-related. My name is Chris. I am joined here by my co-host, Austin Burke. Austin, how are you today? Chris, I'm wonderful. I, I, uh, I've i been excited to come back and just do another show, man. The last episode that we had oh, was uh, me and fault. you together, so it's been a long time, man, and I missed it. <laughs> it's been a long time. Well, Austin is lying to you guys because we did do another podcast in between. He's are trying to be nice this? and not... <laughs> yes, we're revealing it, okay? I goofed, okay? I goofed. I'm sorry. Leave a like for the goof. We recorded a podcast. I don't know what happened. It got lost. If you wanted to hear Austin basically sound like he was talking to himself, we could have given you that. But my part of the audio just for some reason got lost. But we're back now, guys. We're trying to be more consistent. Leave a like, subscribe. It really helps out. But we're just going to get into some topics here uh, before getting into them. Austin, you saw a movie just the other night that I'm excited to see. But uh, unfortunately, I had a movie myself to see Zombieland. So you saw Jane Silent Bob Reboot. How was that? The Kevin Smith fan? I, I did. I'm I'm a Kevin Smith fan. I don't love all of his films, but it is a movie that I was looking forward to because I, I do have a bit of fun when I go back and revisit the original Jay and Silent Bob. And guess what? This movie is exactly what the first one was. It is it is <laughs> exactly. crazy. It's goofy. It's wacky. It's over the top. I was a little scared going in, but they did manage to capture the magic of the first. I don't love the first, but I really yeah. enjoy it, and I think it's a fun watch. I feel the exact same way about this one, so if you're hesitant going in, let me stress to you that it is worth it, and if you're a Kevin Smith fan, the Easter eggs and the cameos. Oh my goodness, Chris. Okay. Galore. Yeah, because I, I, lo I love me some Kevin Smith as well. I like his podcast. Some of his movies, um, I'll, I'll give him a shot and stuff. But yep. other times, I'll just be like, eh. Um, so I'm glad to hear that. And so you did end up at least finding some enjoyment from Did you watch the the last movie before you saw this one? I did. I watched. Like, uh, I, I went straight from Strike Back, which isn't technically the last movie in the universe. But I went straight from yeah. Strike Back to Reboot. I watched it so literally the yeah. day before. So it is very consistent. Cool, cool. And you feel all of those uh, little uh, references that he makes towards yeah. the first one. Sorry, I got here with my doggy today. Aww. So Hi. she will be rummaging around. I apologize, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and I got to see Zombie Land last night. And you know what? I was really scared because mm -hmm. the trailers were not surprising me. Were not giving me any faith in the film. Me too. And you know what? It turned out to be a really fun ride. It, it's really for Good. the fans, honestly, this second installment. Ten years worth the wait. One character that stole the show for me, and I can't wait for you to tell me if you feel the same, uh, Zoe Deutsch. Uh, she's in the movie. If you see the trailer, she plays kind of the, the ditzy girl, dumb blonde type yes. character. But she was hilarious. And awesome. you think Good she's going to be annoying. You yeah. think you're going to hate her. She was almost the best part of this movie. But wow. it's a lot of fun. So I, I can't wait to see Jane, Silent Bob, and I can't wait for you to see Zombieland, Austin. <laughs> yeah, man. That, no, that that's what worried me because the way that they went about approaching that character, whose name is Madison, it's my wife's name. I'm like, hey, look, it's you on screen, honey. Uh, uh, <laughs> but, but no, the way they approached that in the trailer had me worried. But to hear that, and I've heard other people say the same thing so that gives me a lot of hope going into yeah, this film man. yeah that was a risky character to add into a movie because it's yeah. purposely there to be annoying yes but it's charming she does it so good and awesome you're gonna have some great jokes to laugh at with your wife because she says her name a lot madison That's how she <laughs> yes, <does. yes. laughs> she's hilarious in the movie anyways um 
We'll go out to some of the news topics here. So in industry news, a little movie insider getting deep cuts here. Kevin Feige, the man, the myth, the legend, the guy who's responsible for the Marvel Cinematic Universe as much as we love it and know it to be. They've given him a major promotion, okay? They just made this guy in charge of the TV department. And now you were telling me also the comics division. Yeah. What, what do you think about that, Austin, of him doing all that now and adding on top still the studio division where he's ahead of all these movies coming out? I'm um, very excited. I'm very, very excited. Let me start there. Yes. I'm also a little worried, and here's why. Mm-hmm. Because okay. for the man to stretch himself this thin, and he was already as thin as I could have imagined a human being yeah. being, uh, because... This man is not only doing all of the stuff in the MCU, he is now producing a Star Wars movie. The guy is doing it all. And now he takes all of this stuff that was 100% of his plate and he scrunches it together and makes it about 50% of his plate. And now his plate is filling up with all of this other stuff. And it's like, for this to work, something is going to have to maybe not take a back seat, but something is going to... You might feel a lack of Break quality. The back, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I agree with you. You might feel a lack of of quality in a few future projects. Not to say that he's not going to kill it, because there is a possibility that he just excels oh, yeah. in everything that he does. But there is only so much a human being can do. So it worries me, but it's also exciting because Kevin Feige, he's the man, the myth, and the legend. I love the guy with everything yeah. in me. This guy is one of the hardest people working in Hollywood. Sure. And I mean, we can't even fathom how stressful his job is. At the same time, we're also kind of in the dark of how involved is he in this? Does he just yeah. pick the creative people? How does he like, I want this story to be this way. I want a character to end up here because we're planning this movie. Like, yes. you, you know, it's kind of hard to tell where this will all be going. But Kevin Feige, man, this... This guy, you're right. It, it's going to either diminish the quality or it's just going to make everything fit all that much nicer. For sure. But I mean, even that, we also talked about how there's a big possibility this might not be the end road for him. If he's able to conquer Marvel for another good, I don't know, five, ten years, the man might get sick of it. You know, it's eating too much yeah. sugar. You you want to challenge yourself. And he seems like a man who just wants to keep building up in this industry and he's already a big uh, way in with Disney. And, you know, we could see him go the Star Wars route or we could see him take over Disney properties themselves. Where do you see the future of Kevin Feige going if it's not with Marvel? I uh, And I mentioned this to you a bit earlier. I think he's going to end up taking over Alan Horn's position. And Alan Horn is uh, maybe one step yeah. above even what Kevin Feige is doing right now. But Alan Horn is less... Um, he's not in it as much as maybe some other people are. Kevin Feige is in the world. He is running around and, and like I said, stretching himself completely thin. Alan Horn's like, you do this and you do that and you're going to do the (laughs) other thing. I feel like Kevin Feige is going to maybe take one more step up before it's all over with and have his hand in every pie from a Disney to a Marvel to a Star Wars. That's, That's the route he's going right now. I truly believe that. Yeah, I agree with you there, Austin. Uh, But, well, uh, Kevin Feige, ruling the world? That sounds like an okay thing to me. (laughs) Uh, Continuing on with some more superhero Marvel news. So we had a tease recently, and you made a separate video on your own about this. Uh, Ryan Reynolds had a little meeting with Marvel Studios, okay? I I love the little tweet he put out saying he auditioned for the role of of Anthony Stark. Didn't get it, but he got tasered out. (laughs) That was hilarious. That's great. But shortly after that photo, almost like an hour, two hours later, the writers decide to go ahead and let it drop that Marvel 
would be letting them keep their R-rated universe. Some things to know about that. So my opinion here is, okay, they were given the okay of like, no, you can stay rated R. Mm. But does that mean they're sacrificing their chances in the MCU? Because like it or not, I don't think Disney being the company is going to be the one to be like, we'll put him in an Avengers, and then that'll tell parents they have to go watch this rated R movie. It's a tricky situation, but nonetheless, it's confirmed. Rated R Deadpool, that's still happening either in the MCU or slightly out. What do you think? It's a tough it's a tough call because, you know, you could go the route of, well, he stays outside of the MCU, but in his films, he uh, he manages to still get those references in because now yeah. that he's under that banner, you know, he doesn't have to tiptoe around it. There doesn't need, like in Deadpool 1, how there was the ship in the background, but they didn't say it was the Avengers ship. Now you can say yeah. it's from the Avengers, <laughs> right? So they're definitely yeah. going to do that. Whether he appears in the MCU movies or not, that's another question. I do Hard. think it would be funny to... Um, censor him and let it be known that they're yes. censoring him say uh, bleep things out and he's like what the wait a second why can't i curse basically <laughs> yeah, that vibe I would so love that too. I, I would be up for that and uh but it's all up in the air man I, it's untelling where they're going to go but we know they're going to go somewhere because it's ryan reynolds it's deadpool they have to do it and it also like what kind of rated r will it be because i think yeah. there are two kinds of rated r comic book movies we've got an example of one of them so one rated r movie we get is like the joker where it's serious, it's violent, it can sway some minds the wrong way not to feed into that media frenzy, but a young mind, you know, something like that, who isn't meant to see that movie either way, it's rated R, so it's for adults, and then you have, like, the first Deadpool rated R, where it's more raunchy, where it's uh, sexualized, where it's adult humor, it's not really um, violent as in dark, that'll depress you. Yes. So, will they... they obviously are going to stick to that humor, but are they going to keep it as sexual? Will it be rated R as in just a lot of cursing and blood and guts? Like, I think we'll still get that rated R, but I think it might be sort of a censored rated R, if that makes any sense. Do you know what I mean? I'm completely with you. They they will Disney-fy it somehow. It will be R. you got to remember, Brian Reynolds got banged in the butt for his first movie i I don't see that happening but continue austin no i'm uh, yeah it's it is um it all comes down to really bob Iger. i mean bob Iger is the guy that you know he he's known for not loving smoking in his movies he's known for not loving certain things that kind of go outside of the box that he thinks inside of and now he will have to make some sacrifices here because the character of deadpool something's got to go down r-rated we don't know what it is yet but he's he's not going to take it to the level that we saw and like you said at deadpool one because yeah i don't think so So we'll get him rated r but i don't think it'll be as to the level of the previous two movies but then again like you were just saying where where bob Iger or alan horn will step in because they don't like this Again, Kevin Feige taking over. Yeah, he's man. gonna have to trust Kevin Feige, and if Kevin Feige says Ryan needs another butt bang, yeah. <laughs> he might have to settle for that. So we'll see. Uh, last Marvel news here before we move on to another superhero move. Taika Waititi was the one who said that we will see a return a return of the character Korg in Thor: Love and Thunder. Now, absolutely love Korg. Yes. One of the most hilarious characters that we had in uh, Thor three. The fact that he's coming back, also excited. He had a little tidbits in uh, Endgame. How do you feel about Korg coming back for Thor Love and Thunder? You mean, name's Korg. My my favorite character. (laughs) My favorite character. I was like, who's talking? (laughs) I have a problem. I've practiced that in the mirror multiple times. I love Korg, man. I love Taika Waititi. I think this character is brilliant. It's the perfect balance of humor, 
but also heart like you really care what happens yeah. to Korg when everyone thought that he died <laughs> in Infinity War everybody's like no way petition uh, but now that we know he's back he's got to come back right and the man is uh, directing the fourth movie so if you don't bring him back what are you doing Taika I'm excited about this yeah and and I mean it's it's kind of easy for him he has to do the voice and stuff so it's like a no-brainer yeah. as long as he's probably directing Korg will still be involved in some way shape or form uh it's kind of cool that he's going to be added as this sort of main presence in Thor movies. One thing on the side, I, I'm trying to find the article where I found it, but maybe you'll remember where it came from. Uh, I think it was Natalie Portman who was given an interview, and mm -hmm. they were talking about some tidbits for Thor Love and Thunder. And they were thinking of the possibility to throw in a breast cancer story into love, Thor Love and Thunder because that it. was a theme in, in the comic books yes. for, uh, for uh, female Thor. Is that you know it was she had breast cancer and I guess it was an empowerment. I didn't read the comic, so I don't know. But what do you think about them throwing in a theme like breast cancer into a superhero Marvel movie? How do you feel about that? It is a very integral part to this story. I read the first few. Okay. Uh, didn't get too deep into it, but I kind of know where the story goes. But let me tell you, man, it is the best part of that story. It is what, oh, okay. when I heard this announcement, I immediately went to that story arc, and I said, if they don't do this on the big screen, this is a major missed opportunity. And we know that Taika, wow. he handles heartfelt well with Hunt for the Wilder People, and uh, it's yes. looking, and I know you've seen it, Jojo Rabbit, I feel like he's, oh, yeah. he's working on those vibes in that movie. So when you take that and you add it into what this story is from the comics, and you bring us something in a Marvel movie that, frankly, we've never seen before. We've never seen him deal with cancer. Yeah. Uh, never. Man. That's serious stuff. <laughs> that's, that is serious stuff. It's it's a bit darker, um, especially what she goes through in that comic. So yeah. let me tell you, if this is the case and they deal with this in this movie, this is my, uh, it might be my most anticipated Marvel property because oh, that is so very deep, man. Very deep. I got to be honest, before and just hearing about nothing against breast cancer or anything like that, it's just I, I, I didn't... I don't know the context of it. I don't know how it works out into the film. So to me, it felt very random just hearing that out. And I can already see the backlash some people were going to give it because they hate females yeah. <laughs> involved. And I that's, you know, you. a female-centric thing. So I, I didn't want it to get that much more hate. But hearing you talk about that, you think it's a great story that's and great. a missed opportunity if they didn't touch it. And then I'm excited. And I might even pick up the book to see what where that leads to. But really cool so Worth it. that'll be nice thor love and thunder korg and breast cancer so yeah yeah look forward to that <laughs> <laughs> as much as you possibly can but now let me tell you if anyone is considering picking up the source material I say go for it. I, I think it's worth it, you know, really? especially to kind of get an idea. Maybe don't read all the way through because there are some major spoilers if they do end up going that route. But just to get an okay. idea, the first three issues in particular, uh, some deep stuff, man. It's worth it. Absolutely. Okay. Awesome. Moving on to what I think here is our last bit of superhero news for the day. Now, if you didn't know, there were some leaked images for Suicide Squad. I did a video on my channel about that where we got to look at some of the costumes. We got to see Pete Davidson yes. and some of these other characters. Really cool that we got that out there. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head some of the name of these Suicide Squad members. I think it was a uh, Javelin uh Mung uh Mungul, <laughs> I think is her name. Yes. Uh you have Pete Davidson playing Savant, and then you have Mo Capped, uh James Gunn's brother there. Really cool that these yeah. photos were released. And I was being told that these characters right here are actually gonna be a dummy team. Kind of like an opening 
team where these guys are meant to be as ridiculous as dumb bottom of the barrel villain characters that will be all blown away or most of them will be blown away and then remaining members from that will go to the main team how do you feel about james gunn opening up suicide squad with a ridiculous team that it was just really there to be killed off all of these um cast members coming in just seeing that first picture reminds me of deadpool 2 and we all know yeah. what happened in Deadpool 2. They bring in Terry <laughs> Crews. They bring in all of these characters. Yes. And we know where that oh, headed. Yeah. And, and I think this is the exact same thing. And I know you're going to get into it here in a second, but we got some more pictures showing some people in some jumpsuits. And I think that's the team. I think that's where we yep. go after this opening number. And, and maybe we get a few survive here and there, uh, but it goes straight into the people that, and I hate to say it, actually matter in this movie yeah, that's yeah. the way it goes that, that's exactly right leading to the next tidbit here so we have some photos that also release our looks of john cena and idris elba what looks like they're being broken out of prison and they even have some orange crocs so you know that was a very very bad prison right there and you also have viola <laughs> davis there so if this goes in line from what we're hearing yeah the movie opens up with this team Maybe 70% of them get blown up or die in action. And then they're like, well, we still need this mission finished. Let's go round up some more criminals to be part of the Suicide Squad. And then that's them breaking them out here. So, yeah, but other than that, from the photos we got firsthand, the only character I for sure know would probably make it out is Captain Boomerang. Because he he was on set with those. and Hope so. Uh, as dorky as you might think, Captain Boomerang, he's beloved by fans. He is. He he's got to make it out. Uh, any other guesses from that first photo? If you remember them, maybe Nathan Fillion, or do you think he's a goner? I think he's a goner too. I think Fillion, as okay. he did in in the first uh, Guardians, I think he's just going to cameo. He was only in one scene there. I think he's going to be maybe in one scene here. And, yeah. and the same case with most of those characters. Gosh, I hope Captain Boomerang makes it out, though. I love this character. I know yeah. he didn't get a ton to do in the last movie. I want to see him done properly. Yeah, I, I do. I, I want to see it work out and maybe go up against The Flash one day. But even then, man, it really scares me seeing this team together because you know a lot of them are just... <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> and that's what I love, though, because we didn't get a lot of that in the other Suicide Squad. Yeah. I mean, for a Suicide Squad, most of them made it out just fine. didn't seem like a dangerous mission. This one will actually have stakes. But none yes. of that, it looks fun. And that's that's at the end what I care about, a fun movie. For so sure. Very excited for that. Um, some random uh, movie news here. You a fan of Ryan Reynolds and John Krasinski? I, awesome. Two of my probably, I'd say, top 10, top 15 yeah. actors working today, just entertainment yeah. value. Right for now. Sure. Yeah. For sure. Ryan Reynolds, his ever since Deadpool, his status has been going up and up and showing up in movies like Hobbs and Shaw and all this stuff. So it's great to see him. Well, he's teaming up with John Krasinski from The Office Gym. And uh, Jim himself will be writing, producing, and directing a comedy with Ryan Reynolds called Imaginary Friends. Yeah. Now, just from that title and these two lead characters, who do you think is going to be the imaginary friend? I mean, to me, and I hate to say it's super obvious, but if you don't yeah. make Ryan Reynolds and, and give us his uh, exact same persona from Detective Pikachu and Deadpool <laughs> exactly. as the imaginary friend, it's got to go that direction, right? Because Krasinski yeah, is kind of like the straight-laced guy. The straight man. He is. He's the mm-hmm. straight man. You know what's got me excited, though, is Krasinski did direct episodes of The Office. He does... Mm-hmm. Um, he does comedy very well, but I think it's like a sneaky well. We know he can do comedy himself, but I believe he has a very uh, a comic 
a comedic, sensible mind, and I think he's going to bring okay. that dude. I know I, what you mean. I think this could be one of the funniest, just bouncing back and forth off of each other, one-two punch movies we've seen in quite oh, yeah. a while. Man, I'm very excited for this movie. Same here. I'm. I'm glad you brought that up about this possibly being hilarious. Cause so far for John, uh, other than his work at the office, when yes. it comes to his own writing and directing, we only have a quiet place to go off, That's and it, that man. was a fantastic horror movie Wonderful. with, I would say, very little to no comedy. Yes. Now there's there's something to be said, especially from Jordan Peele. He says this all the time: comedy and horror go hand in hand. Yes, they do. He said that that they're more similar than you think to make, which we think would be the opposite, you know, when you're scared, when you're laughing. So this will be a true testament to see if John can make us laugh because we know he can yeah. bring the scares and he's already finished uh, filming A Quiet Place 2 that comes out next year. So that'll be not only a testament to can he do a, a continuous amount of quality in filmmaking? Is yeah. he a one-hit wonder? And how is he going to transition to comedy? What do you think about that? It, it's a... Um... And I don't mean to make it sound easy because it's not, but it's not a difficult yeah. transition, at least not as difficult as some people make it out to be. Like you said, yeah. as Jordan Peele quoted, it's go, it goes hand in hand. It really does. It, the, the way that your mind works when it comes to laughter, to me, works the same way when it comes to incorporating those things into a horror film. Yeah. And my favorite horror movies are those that, not horror comedies, but are those that have a bit of, a bit of comedy in there, right? Yeah, I, I'm very excited to see him make the smaller transition than what people think into this film and, and bring all of his directing sensibilities because the guy is just, I think he's a better director than he is an actor, and I know some people are not <laughs> going to love that, but I do. I, I Just from what I've seen from his episodes, some of my favorite from The Office that he's directed, A Quiet Place, and now hearing the, the minor buzz, people loving what he's yeah. doing with A Quiet Place too. Um I can't wait to see what he does with this man. I'm so excited. Same. Same. Yeah, I get you. So we have that to look forward to. I can't wait. And it, it'll be a true testament to see if this man will be a growing power in Hollywood or if he's just going to stick to one genre horror or if he was a one-hit wonder. So yes. we'll see. Um, moving on from that, though, something small that really interested me. Terminator comes out at the end of this month. Super excited for it. I know there's um, not some backlash, but it seems like the, the buzz for this movie just isn't as there as I would think for a Terminator movie. Mm. And a lot of that has to come down to brand diminishing with a horrible sequel after horrible sequel, yeah. reboot after reboot. Nonetheless, this looks promising to me, and they're also letting it uh, be screened to critics two weeks early, which is a really good sign, a sign. of quality. Yes. In fact, uh, I, I don't know if it's still available, but uh, if you go to Alamo Drafthouse, uh, they have a fan screening for Terminator 2. And along with that fan screening, they will show you the first 20 minutes of Dark Fate. Whoa. And that's some real strong Whoa. faith right there. To, to to show you 20 minutes of a movie, That's yeah. sometimes that's one-third of a film. So yeah, that, man. Uh, so I obviously wanted to see Terminator 2 on the big screen, so I did it anyways. I'm kind of wondering if I don't even want to see the 20 minutes of footage. I might leave just because... I don't know. I, I, I would rather see it all complete, but I think I'll still stick around to see it. Either way, it was confirmed this movie is rated R. And this will be the first rated R Terminator movie since the third film. We've gotten Salvation, which was not. Uh, we've gotten uh, Genesis, which was also not. How do you feel about them going back finally to R-rated in the Terminator franchise? Uh, this is exactly what it needs to be. I, I just think, and it's funny because you have tim miller from deadpool so i think we all yeah. should have anticipated it happening it's like i'm not going to do deadpool if it's not rated r 
I'm not going to do Terminator. It's not rated R. And they, they, <laughs> they pulled from the success from these R-rated superhero movies. And the studio said, you know what? Work for them. Let's do it. Let's make it R-rated. Let's do it. And I think that's going to do nothing but benefit this film, man. I, I really do. I don't I think it, it's going to rely on its R-rating, maybe as much as a Logan or a Deadpool. But I do think okay. it's going to benefit it in the long run um, because we're going to get more intense action, maybe a few swear words that make the moment even more uh, <laughs> even more amplified than it's already going to be, hopefully. And uh, I just think it does nothing but serve this movie well. So the R rating uh, actually gets me pretty excited. Yeah, I'm very happy about that because it's not like we're going to see some boobies or butt on this yeah, thing. No, we sure. want we want the Terminator slicing people's arm off. These things yes. being frightening because... I always argue the very first Terminator movie is a horror movie. For if sure. you watch that, it's basically a creature feature, but with a machine. You know, it's yeah. this one unstoppable being that just will not stop and wants to come after you. So I'm very happy it's going to R-rated. I hear promising things about this. Hopefully they can continue on and do this trilogy that they're planning. I am just so stoked for it. And like I said, if you guys want to check out Alamo Drafthouse, there might still be screenings available for it. If not... I still think it's going to be a, a really good watch. And make sure you watch Terminator 1 and 2 before this movie because they're the only For ones sure. in canon. Yes. Yeah. All right. So moving on to one of our main topics here that we really wanted to discuss, Austin. So let me ask you this first. Sonic the Hedgehog as a video game, how do you feel? Uh, Sonic Adventure 2 is one of my favorite games of all time. Our introduction... Uh, with to shadow and, and that storyline i think is one of the most iconic things that you could uh, possibly bring us in the video game industry man i love that storyline it was so much fun <laughs> the multiplayer was, was brilliant um and this character means a lot to me i remember sitting back playing him on the game boy and just loving every second <laughs> of it so i was excited for the movie announcement and we'll get into yeah. the movie itself yeah. there in a second <laughs> so Along with that, same. Uh, you know, uh, I was more of a PlayStation guy growing up. That's mm -hmm. just what my father had, so that's what I got. So I was a, a Crash Bandicoot kid. But then uh, I got a stepbrother, and he had a Sega. Mm. And with Sega, he had Sonic. And that was my introduction to yes. it. And I, I love that little spinning ball guy. <laughs> uh, over the years, it seemed like it was hard for him to, to catch up with, like, Mario. Because I don't know what it is, Mario being an old character, he just manages to reinvent himself and stay relevant in the video game. I mean, just Mario Odyssey, I played that a couple months ago on the Switch. What a fantastic game. Oh, and, yeah, and to have a character like, you know, and Sonic is still a gamble with his video games, but we're talking about the movie here. It was announced Paramount was making the Sonic movie. People were pumped. People were looking forward to it. And then we got our first look at Sonic. <laughs> and the thing looked like a nightmare-fueled uh, guy in a furry costume. You know, people were not happy that it actually caused a petition. And that doesn't seem like anything. Petitions happen all the time. You know, yeah. we get them for every little dumb thing that happens. I mean, if we see a Marvel actor not tip his waiter, he'll get a petition to get him removed. You know, it's just <laughs> there's just something dumb. But this one actually worked. The studio listened. They pushed them. They delayed the movie. And yeah, they're like, we're going to fix Sonic. And then just the other day, it looks like we got our leaked look of what Sonic is going to be looking like. You saw this leak. One, do you believe it? And two, what do you think of the look? I, I believe we have the same thoughts on, on this part of the discussion. I think one is fake. I think the other is not fake. 
I, th yeah. I think one looks like a Super Smash Bros. Image. I should know. Same. I play that game like a crazy person. <laughs> I love that game. Um, and, and then I think the other one is the legit image because you have, you know, Jim Carrey's chin in the background. You have the ring surrounding it. And I, I think that looks so pretty much yeah. freaking so better. Much better. My goodness, man. This image gets me so excited. I don't think it's going to help the quality of the movie. Oh, no. But it's going to look pretty, <laughs> and that's good, right? Yeah, it's going to look pretty. Yeah, I have it pulled up here, so there, there's some ups and downs to this. Okay, look. Okay. For, for, for one, well, I understand why the first look failed, but I also understood what they were trying to go for. They were trying to go for a realistic look, you know? Okay. Sometimes uh, when they create something in a live action, the designers or the creators of the movie, they want to make their own flavor to it, you know? They want to... That's why they never always give the exact same replica of like the comic book costumes when they make movies because they want to be known that there's a reason we call it the Sam Raimi suit yeah. and not Spider-Man suit. You know, yeah. there's there's a reason those are called that because they want to add their own brand of like, I made that. Unfortunately, it didn't work out. And it looks now that they're just like, fine, we'll just do exactly what it looks like in mm. the video game. And it kind of sucks because we could have had maybe a more inventive look at Sonic. For sure. But we're just going to get something that he, I guess, is already known as looking like. So how do you feel about that with just going with something that's that's simple, that's common, of, of this is exactly what it looks like, and we'll just do that? I, I think that's the only choice they had. Once they said they yeah, were going to change it. Now, they this. could have said, we will change it. But we're going to do uh, a few minor things, and that's it. Now, that's not, I don't think that's worth doing it. I don't think that's worth changing. Yeah. To say you're going to change it, you have to change it to the Sonic that we know. And I, I applaud them doing that. Now, I definitely get your point on uh, they were going for something realistic. And I like that, that idea, but I think it's yeah. just that design didn't work. Yeah, that, that particular specific. One. Yeah. yeah. So for me, I, I like the choice to change it. I really do. Same. And and along with what you were saying earlier, it's not going to change the quality of the film. No. I'll be completely honest. Yeah. As, as much as I love Sonic, I like playing the games, that trailer did not do anything for me. Stinks. You know, it, yeah. it, it, the comedy wasn't on point. The story looks like a very simple early 2000s Smurf type of, mm. you know. Oh, man. I hate when the movies are like that, where Whoa. they bring a character into our world and it's like, well, let's see how I interact. Like, we love this character for the world he has. Why would yeah. you strip all that away and bring him into new york city so he can catch a cab <laughs> that's not why we like this character but either way that is still happening and, and you said so you believe one image is real the other one is fake i agree with that as well yes. i think the other one does look like super smash bros it does man do you think they at all changed anything with the movie though like do you think they also like well fine if we're fixing the design we're gonna add this scene we're gonna change these jokes do you think at all the film looks salvageable from the trailers? I I don't know what they can do. <laughs> I mean, at this point, unless yeah. you change the entire storyline, which would require you to reshoot the entire film, I, I don't know if there's much more. So here's what I'll say. I think this okay. movie's going to be bad, but I think Sonic's going to look pretty. So if that's going to yeah. make people happy, then great. But eh, just don't have faith, man. My faith level's low. Yeah. Yeah, who, who knows if that'll be worth it for them. And, I mean, this isn't the first time a company like Paramount has done something with these designs. Like, I don't know if you remember the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle reboot with Megan Fox. As a 
turtle fan yeah. i hated the way those turtles look again yeah. i understand what they were going for a realistic look but yeah. that wasn't even the problem they turned them into the hulk yeah they these were... were turtles that were bulletproof yeah, and it man. was like too big uh too 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 much but anyways there's hope for it i'm still definitely gonna watch it i had a lot of people comment saying i was gonna buy a ticket to this movie either way and honestly that's how i felt true, even if it man. looked bad I was still going to see the movie. You were still going to see the movie. Sure. Even if we weren't working in this industry, would you have still seen the movie? I, I probably would have. You know, it's it's like your childhood, yeah, this nostalgic thing coming to life. And, yeah. and I was uh, more curious than anything, but I definitely would have seen the movie for sure. For me, I, I was buying a ticket either way for Jim Carrey. I, I love the man My and, and I would watch anything. So... Yeah. Uh, we'll see how that that ends up going but now we're going to move on to one of uh, my favorite segments we have here trailer trash oh, yeah. this is the segment where we take some of the latest trailers that have come out in the most recent week and let you know if they're trash or treasure because as you know one man's trash is another man's treasure <laughs> all right so here we go uh starting off very curious to what you'll say about this the Doolittle trailer now this is a movie that has robert downey jr has a bunch of great stars. I should actually pull up that cast list. Mm -hmm. uh, and there was some buzz around this movie because it was Robert Downey Jr. Guy's a great actor. And you have these voice castings like Tom Holland, uh, Tom Holland, Tom Holland, <laughs> Remy Malik, all these other people. And, yeah. you know, you just put the Doolittle name. I didn't think anything of it. But I have to be honest. Whatever... I guess, mythical, inspirational route they were trying to go. This Doolittle trailer surprised me in that it didn't look like complete garbage. So before I tell you trash or treasure, I want to know your thoughts on this trailer. I'm not going to say complete garbage. Yeah. I did not like this trailer. <laughs> I, yeesh, I did not like this trailer, man. I thought it was... Was it the accent? It was... <laughs> Well, and it was the fact that the trailer starts off. I'm like, is he going to whisper this whole time? And it was just a constant yeah. whisper. It's like, we're going on an adventure. And then by the end, it's like, I'm Doolittle. And it's like, I, and that, that wasn't even the issue. It was the CGI. It was from the producers of uh, Alice in Wonderland. And was it Maleficent was the other one? And I'm just sitting here. I think so. Don't like either of those movies. <laughs> I just, I am yeah. not looking forward to it. And then you see the release date, January. Yeah, uh -oh. and along with that, I'm glad you said that because it, it's still a common thing if you didn't know. Usually January movies are pushed there because they didn't turn out the way the studio liked. They didn't think it would make a lot of money, and yeah. January is just kind of the dumping ground. So that's usually the case. Along with that, it's also said to be the most expensive January movie ever made. Oh, no. That it comes in at $170 million to make this film. I think, yeah. I think a lot of that went to star power because I'm going to read you some of the cast here in a second, but they're going to lose so much money, man. <laughs> I feel so bad. I I would think maybe families just after Christmas will probably go check it out, but I just, I don't see it. So along with that, like I was saying, oh yeah, I'll just go with you. Trash, unfortunately. Like, yeah. I'm with you. The trailer wasn't as bad as I was thinking. There was some surprise in there, but I still don't think it was a great trailer. For a movie who you would think's main drawing is look at all these cast people that yeah. we have and these famous actors and these voices. You hit the nail on the head. No one really talked. Barely Robert Downey Jr. You have yeah. Tom Holland, Remy Malek. You have John Cena, Selena Gomez, Dang. Kamani Nanjiel, Antonio <gasps> Banderas, um, Emma Thompson. These are recognizable voices. Yeah. And usually you would want to let the audience know, 
Not one animal spoke. Not one quick supercut of Tom Holland as the ostrich. Yeah, that's what it needed. Remy Malik yes. as this. That's what it needed. You know, it's like... Yes. It was like they were trying to... Everyone involved was like sending emails and saying, I'm not attached to this project. Do not market me <laughs> along with this. So that's got to be a scary thing, don't you think? Ah, uh, that's petrifying man i did the they completely botched the first trailer man we need to know who all's in this movie and i know they're exactly. banking on the fact oh is that iron man we're gonna go see <laughs> that's this not gonna movie. Be enough that's that's not gonna be enough man especially with this and you said how much they spent i'm shocked because the cgi doesn't look very good i like oh, yeah. here's what i'll say i like the idea behind it i do like taking doolittle Same. back to a time you know that's a bit different from what we've seen him in before. This more mystical storyline, great. But then you get the trailer yes. and you see what direction this goes in. And to me, I think this is going to be the biggest box office bomb of 2020. I truly do. Yeah. And starting off early, too. Yeah. So I, sorry, Doolittle. We love you, Robert Downey Jr. But even yeah, with that one, judge, that one judge movie he had a couple years Oof. back. Just because you're Iron Man does not mean people will follow you to whatever movie you go to. I love you, Downey, but yeah. different projects, man. Different projects. I agree. Uh, moving on from there, we brought to another trailer entitled Bombshells. Mm -hmm. Now, if I, from just as a title of this trailer, I thought it was like an action movie. I thought it was like what we talked about earlier, the female John Wicks. That's what I kind of thought. Yes. And then you watch the trailer. And I'm really interested in this because the cast looks phenomenal. Margot Robbie, everyone else involved. Looks like they're touching upon the Me Too movement. We're finally now, we had that movement, we're past it, and now we're on to the era where we're making movies about it. That's just the way life works, apparently. Yes. Um, I'm going to say Treasure. I, I, I really like that. I think the talent is involved here. I'm curious to see if it'll get any Oscar buzz, supporting actors in there. How did you feel about it? I think it's definitely going to get Oscar buzz. I, the, Nicole Kidman and, and Charlize Theron, they're completely unrecognizable in these roles. Oh, it, it is insane how much they look like their live action counterparts as well, man. I, I really like this trailer. I was worried at first that it's going to push a certain agenda too much. I'm like, ah, I don't want this to be too yeah, much. Yeah, that's but what I was afraid of too. It, it didn't feel that way. It really didn't. And uh, Lithgow, no. um, talk about unrecognizable. <laughs> oh, that's unrecognizable. my John Lithgow, and he's playing creepy good. Yeah, he is. He's great, man. I can't wait for this movie just to see the performances. Yeah. That that scene where, you know, he's obviously, you know, leaning one way of, like, prove your loyalty and Margot is. Robbie's face and tears, I'm like, that is going to be a magnificent performance yes, right there. Like, that's going to be something uncomfortable to watch, but that could really shine. So, yeah, man, uh, let's just wait and see when the Weinstein movie comes from because that'll be the, uh, that's next. <laughs> the holy grail of for it. For sure. And, can, yeah. you, can you imagine the Weinstein scandal produced by the Weinstein company? <laughs> <laughs> let's do it. Let's pitch that, dude. Sign a petition. You, let's go. You know they they're they're probably rounding up the rights. It's like okay, we're the Weinstein company. We own the rights to this as yeah. if it was like some sort of Marvel oh, movie. My so goodness. <laughs> I can't wait. That, something like that's gonna happen. But anyways. Uh yeah, that that treasure. I, I'm looking yeah, forward to that. Too. So that'll be good. And I'm happy, like you said, it doesn't look too politically thrived. It's obviously a political topic, but it doesn't throw it at your face where you're yes. like annoyed Absolutely. with the messages. It's gonna be about the performances and telling a story. For sure. And that's that's the best part. All right. Uh last trailer we got here, Jungle Cruise. Now mm -hmm. I feel like we might be divided on this oh. one. So I'll get we haven't talked at all what we think. Okay. But from what I hear, people like this. Okay. And when I first saw the trailer, 
Not for me, man. Really? I, I, okay. I, I, I am unfortunately going to have to go trash on this one. Ah. I was not that entertained by it. I love doing The Rock Johnson. I absolutely do. There is just something about the aesthetic of it that it felt to me very synthetic, if that makes sense. Very I'm with you. Yeah. live stage musical vibe, kind of like the way the Aladdin trailer first looked, where it's obviously people on a soundstage. It just, I don't know, just uh, Dwayne in that outfit. And who's he? <laughs> is it Nicole Kidman he's with, or who is uh, uh, Emily Blunt? Uh, Emily Blunt, my bad. Yes. Uh, Emily Blunt. They they feel like characters thrown out of a play mm. onto the screen to me, and it doesn't feel that authentic. I couldn't get a good sense of the story. I'm I'm gonna have to go trash with this. It could surprise me. Second trailer could be great. I could yeah. end up loving the film, but for me, I'm honestly just not that interested in this. You? I'm not that interested. I, I didn't love the trailer. I think it's okay though. I, I think for what they're okay. going for, they're they're trying to take this obviously in a different direction because it's like Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle. Jungle Cruise. Some people could be like, yeah. well, Dwayne Johnson's just doing the whole, you know, wondering <laughs> animals and jungle thing, right? Now, hey, at least he didn't wear a khaki button up like he did in five <laughs> other movies. That's, that's what I was. Him I, a hat. I was honestly very concerned that they were going to make it look just far too familiar <laughs> to that. And while it is familiar, not necessarily to the the Dwayne Johnson movies of old, I do think there are elements of fun here, and. Maybe this goes off of what I've heard, too, but I've seen a lot of people that okay. were involved in the movie talk about how excited Disney is to reveal this to the world. There's something about wow. it that has everyone like, guys, this is the one. And I don't know if that means this is the wow. Disney live action based off of a theme, not, not a theme park, but a ride type of deal. This is the movie that's going to turn that tide, shift it forward. I didn't see that in the trailer, but I saw... Same elements of it that could be fun entertaining exciting so if you're asking me trash or, or treasure it's it's very close because i'm still like it wasn't great um <laughs> but i want to go slight treasure um okay. we'll have to see how the next trailer does yeah like i said and that's interesting because i have been hearing the same things people say this is phenomenal it's gonna yeah. be the next best thing it's a franchise starter Shocking. much like pirates pirates of the caribbean I just didn't see it. I have nothing against them making movies out of their rides. I mean, that's brilliant. You know, that's technically original content right there, is, you know. Yeah. And, and they've <laughs> Tomorrowland, would you consider that a good or bad example, though? A bad example. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, we'll see. So far, what what rides have been a success? So is it, I mean, I mean, we had Haunted Mansion with Eddie Murphy. That wasn't a success either. No, the, no. That we had Tomorrowland, that wasn't a success. Pirates of the Caribbean, to a degree, is the yes, first movie, and then sure. some of the later sequels dipped off. But I mean, they spanned what five, seven sequels, so yeah, man, that was success. What other run? Uh, I'm trying to think of what other rides I can't think of. I mean, eventually, we'll probably get a Space Mountain, we'll, we'll probably get, a get teacups, man. We got to get teacups, man. <laughs> teacups movie, <laughs> hey, they could do it so. We'll see how that goes, but um, as of right now, that's all we got for today because I am bad at making podcasts awesome. We don't have any questions for us, but again, guys, leave a comment down below. Throw in some of the questions that we could answer on the next pod. Like I said, my fault for the last one. We'll try to be more consistent. We're also trying to get finally up on iTunes, but just want to thank you guys. A lot of fun talking movies, especially with my buddy here, Austin. Where can the people find you? You guys can find me on YouTube, Austin Burke, uh, on the Twits and the Instagrams, at the Burkinator, and then uh, another podcast, Clicking and Streaming on the Schmoes No Feed, and you guys can check out the previous episode on there, where my co-host, Chris, helped me out to talk movies. We're just doing <laughs> podcasts like crazy, man. 
Yeah, that's fine, man. I could do this all day with you. It flies by. Uh, you can find me at youtube.com slash 3cfilms. Check out that podcast, Clicking and Streaming, where I was with Austin. We talked about El Camino and some other uh, streaming platform uh, goodies out there. I'm just losing my words right now. But <laughs> thank you guys again for watching. We will see you on the next one. And as always, take care.